the New England Patriots are set at quarterback, and that's going to allow them to keep a few promising young rookies on their 53-man roster. Stick around for our first way too early roster prediction. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Welcome to this really early roster prediction edition of the Locked On Patriots podcast. Of course, we are a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I am your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there showing some love to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get a 10% off your first month. Patriots fans, I am so glad to be back here with all of you today. A special shout out to all of you Locked On everydayers out there. Those of you who make Locked On Patriots possible, my unending appreciation to you. I'm honored. I'm humbled by your support. And especially to you everydayers. Folks, it's reached that time of year, especially for me, when allergies and sinus problems can lead to feeling a little under the weather. But all of you who take time out of your busy schedule to make Locked On Patriots a part of your daily Pats coverage, you are truly amazing. Thank you for your support as I continue to get back on track. And to do so, it felt like a great time to have a little fun. After all, it's almost time for rookie minicamp. The draft class and undrafted free agents are going to report to Foxborough for a weekend of preparation this coming weekend. OTA is set to start on May 22nd. The draft is in the books and free agency is entering its slower period. So it's time for some roster predictions. It's early, but it's never too early, folks. So let's dive right in. And why not? Let's start with the position of the marquee, and that is the quarterbacks, <laughs> without question. And I know it's the most polarizing position on the roster, but I have the Patriots going with two here, Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. As you can see, Trace McSorley, Malik Cunningham on the cutting room floor. Folks, I said it to open the show today, and I'm going to continue to say it. The Pats are set at quarterback. I'm going to repeat that one more time. The Patriots are set at quarterback. That's why Bill O'Brien is here. That's why they didn't draft a new quarterback in the 2023 NFL draft. That's why the depth chart has both Trace McSorley and Malik Cunningham on it. Those are two guys that should be able to fall to the practice squad. They bring a lot of value, a lot of versatility, really, I think uh, a lot of knowledge and maybe some great opportunities to mimic what they're going, what defenses and things like that are going to see on the practice squads, on scout teams. But Cunningham, I think, has a shot to make it as an undrafted free agent. I held back from putting him on there right now because 
We just haven't seen him on a pro football field just yet. But the Patriots know what they have. They're quite happy with having Mac Jones as their starter. Bailey Zappi as the backup to start training camp. Don't worry, all of you Zappi fans out there. I do think there's going to be a quarterback competition. That's going to brew if these guys start to push each other in camp. So keep a sharp eye for that. But right now, the Patriots carry two. And quite frankly, that's all they need at this point in time. We move on to the running backs. And as you can see, folks, running back position has Ramondre Stevenson up at the top. Not a big surprise here at all. Um, we also have James Robinson, Ty Montgomery, and Pierre Strong. And Kevin Harris, J.J. Taylor on the cutting room floor. Now, this is going to surprise some of you. As I know, Kevin Harris was pretty good in spot duty last season. But they brought in James Robinson to be their number two back. The Patriots didn't invest that kind of money and that type of capital in order to be able to bring him in, to not put him on this roster. I've seen him left off some projections. And to each everyone his opinion, I'm not going to say I'm more right or I'm wrong or anything of that nature. I just don't see them cutting ties with James Robinson at this point. I think they brought him in for a reason. They like what they see. As I said with Murph here on Monday, Ty Montgomery was well on his way to earning a roster spot on this roster last year. He looked great in the early stages of camp. His special teams background, I think, gives him the upper hand over here. So assuming he's healthy, I think he gets the nod over Kevin Harris. And not to mention, I think Kevin has the ability to find his way to the practice squad a bit easier, and I expect that to happen. So Patriots going with four running backs, really going with a stronger veteran presence this year than last year, and I think the Pats are going to be better for it. But what are your thoughts? Let me know. Maybe I'm a little bit higher on Montgomery than some of you are. If you think I was unfair with Harris, always love to hear your feedback. Next up is the wide receivers. And yes, folks, <laughs> as you can see on the screen, those of you that are viewing today's episode, I have six wide receivers being carried by the Patriots. Uh, those of you that aren't listening, uh, those of you that are listening to this podcast, Devontae Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kendrick Bourne, Tyquan Thornton, Keishon Butte, Demario Douglas. Unfortunately, Trey Nixon on the cutting room floor and Lynn Bowden Jr. already cut by the team on Wednesday. I'll explain why I have the Patriots carrying six. Here's where things get, I know, interesting for the fan base. Let me start off by saying I don't think the Patriots are going to agree with me here. I don't think they'll carry six wide receivers. But again, my opinion, I don't believe that they should or I really don't believe they even want to leave either Kayshawn Butte or Demario Douglas exposed to other teams at the end of camp. Douglas especially. Once teams start seeing his shiftiness, his ability to gain yards after the catch in the slot, I think that the Patriots are going to be very overprotective of this kid, and they should be. He has the opportunity to open some eyes that not a lot of people are giving him credit for. You are seeing some certain circles in the Patriots beat and some in the fans. You guys... Really, a lot of you fans out there are really very astute when it comes to players that fit well in this system. And a lot of people are high on Demario Douglas, and that's why I have him making this roster right out of the gate. I may be looking at this more as a fan than an analyst here, but I think the Patriots have to consider carrying six wideouts just to make sure they secure the two rookies, especially Butte, folks. I know I went on a little bit about Douglas, but Butte, I think, has the opportunity to be that next-level talent. I have a good feeling about him. He's already signed. I think he's locked in. And if he is, it's going to mean great things for the New England Patriots and their pass catching in 2023. 
we move on to the tight end position. And I have the Patriots carrying three here. And once again, some of you may not agree. I've seen a lot of roster predictions that say that the Patriots will only carry two in Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki. But while the Patriots lack the presence of a true inline blocker on this depth chart, someone as fond of 12 personnel as Bill O'Brien is cannot take the chance of being down at just one tight end on game day you have to have some sort of backup plan. You have to be able to run 12 personnel with two tight ends. And in that vein, if the Patriots are not going to add another tight end here at some point, a veteran body maybe during training camp, I think they carry three. And I give the nod to Washington. I think the Patriots are intrigued by Scotty. He definitely showed some ability, some flashes of his athleticism, pass catching ability. Those were factors in my putting Scotty Washington on this roster. I think the Patriots are going to see Hunter Henry as their traditional Y. Maybe use Scotty as a pass catcher to help spell Mike Gusecki. Again, this could change if the Patriots add someone in the middle of camp or prior to camp to come in and be that inline blocker. But for right now, I think Scotty Washington's upside gives him the nod over Johnny Lumpkin and Matt Sokol. So Patriots offense looking maybe a little similar to last year, somewhat different. Um, maybe some of these are controversial. Again, I would love to hear your thoughts. Please drop them in the comments below. But it would not be an offensive preview if we didn't talk a little offensive line. And as I said to open the show, folks, the reason why the Patriots will be a better team this season is because of that offensive line. This, I think, is the most improved unit, and it's the most crucial unit to the Patriots' success. I have the Pats carrying nine linemen. Trent Brown and Riley Rafe, I think, are going to be your tackles. Cole Strange, Michael Wainu going to be your guards. David Andrews, the man in the middle. And a lot of, a lot of rookies here, folks. Antonio Maffi, Jake Andrews, City Sal, all making this team. And Calvin Anderson, the veteran, getting the nod as a swing tackle. Now, as you can see, Connor McDermott, Jason Hines, Andrew Stuber, James Ferentz, Cody Rusi, Yannick Adjust, Bill Murray, all on the cutting room floor. Some of these were tough cuts for me. I'll be very honest with you. And Rafe and Anderson were both targeted by the Patriots in free agency. They're pretty safe bets to make this squad. So it's hard to put them on the cutting room floor. All three rookies, some pretty important draft capital invested there. I think City Sal can play tackle or guard. Mafi can play either guard position. The wild card here is Jake Andrews. And some may have suggested that Jake could be an injured reserve stash. I think those who have suggested that are onto something here, but I'm not quite ready to go to that level. I want to see how these guys participate in OTA and in minicamp. I'm not ready to project any Foxborough flu carriers right now, folks. To be honest, I'm feeling under the weather enough as it is, so I don't need to think about any type of formalities that these guys are going to have. But if the Patriots do stash Jake the rookie, I would say his spot would go to Connor McDermott. He's the guy that was the toughest cut for me. And I think the Patriots really like Connor. I think it's just a numbers game at this point. But bottom line, as I said, this is the most important unit on the Patriots roster right now. The coaching of the line last year was just unacceptable. Matt Patricia was spread far too thin in over his head. And too much was placed on the shoulders of Billy Yates. I think that's going to change this year. Adrian Clem is going to change the culture in that offensive line room. And the infusion of some young, versatile talent was a very good move by the Patriots. Got a couple of savvy veterans in there as well. This could be the reason why the Patriots take a big step forward offensively. But 
folks, we are only a third of the way through the roster because defense and special teams still remain. In just a moment, I will examine the defense and let you know my pre-OTA minicamp thoughts on who may take the main roster and make the main squad when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, today's podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Folks, we all live in complex times, and whether it be emotional stress, financial stress, health-related stress, or social stress, trying therapy can help you unload that and move forward in gaining emotional healing. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need for yourself. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools you need to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. Patriots fans, we always enjoy traveling through time here on LockedOn Patriots. And tomorrow and again on Friday, we have one of our most exciting trips in the Belichickian time machine yet. Not one but two former Patriots are set to join me here on the pod on each of their own respective days. Trust me, folks, you are not going to want to miss this. Super Bowl rings, all pro awards, just some of the accolades enjoyed by my guests to close the week in style. So be sure to stay locked in, all of you everydayers out there. And speaking of you everydayers, you know that I have been openly gushing over the drafting of Christian Gonzalez. I think this takes an already good defense to the next level. But the Patriots are deep at a lot of positions. So as we take this way too early look at the roster, let's have a look at the defense. And we'll start with the interior of the defensive line. Patriots have six members of this interior here, according to my projections. Christian Barmore, Devon Godchow, Lawrence Guy, Daniel LaQuale, Dietrich Wise, Keon White. On the cutting room floor, Carl Davis, Jeremiah Farms, and Sam Roberts. Folks, even though the Patriots' front seven failed to live up to its expectations in 2022, the unit did improve, especially when it came to defending the run. Godchow and Guy, I think, are going to continue to align as the team's interior options. I know Murph and I questioned a little bit on Monday whether Lawrence was going to be in this group to start the season, but it's starting to come around on me a little bit that I think they'll keep him around. Barmore is going to take the snaps on the four three sets. I can even see him coming in and being that type of interior presence. I think he's set to make a huge jump this year, and I think you're going to see Barmore emerge into what we all thought he was going to be as a rookie, one of the best defensive linemen in the league. Wise really surprised me last year pleasantly. Uh, I shouldn't say surprise in terms of what he did on the field because I always knew he had it in him, but as someone who saw Dietrich from the time that he was a rookie right up until this time, it really is great to see him do what he did last season. Career highs in tackles with 59 and sacks with seven and a half. He's absolutely a staple of this team. Former team captain, probably will be again. you got to love what he's doing. 
Carl Davis and Daniel LaQuale provided solid depth in defending the run, even in the pass rush as well. So that led the Patriots to re-sign both of them in the offseason. But Aquale's versatility, I think, gives him the nod over Carl. And I love Carl Davis. It would really hurt me to see him cut. But at the same time, you have to play the numbers here. And this is a way too early projection as well. I do want to point that out, folks. As for White, he's a second rounder. He's not going anywhere. Look for him to be a solid presence in run packages early. As he gains more experience in the system, I think he's going to factor into the edge rush as well. So the interior is actually looking pretty good, despite my squeamishness earlier this week, that this might be one of the more questionable areas of the Patriots defense. But we move on now and we move on to the edge and the linebackers. We've got these combined into one because sometimes they do come from the linebackers, but guys in this list could also play some defensive line as well. I want to point that out. Matthew Judon, once again, supplying the athleticism, the aggression to the Patriots pass rush in 2022. He was the only Pro Bowl selection on this team last year, 15 and a half sacks. And then you take a look at the emergence of Josh Uche, 11 and a half as a potent weapon in their pass rush. Then you go to the pure linebackers, Juwan Bentley, once again poised to be very, very effective at this position. Jelani Tavai, another versatile weapon that the Patriots have in the middle part of this defense. I don't look for him to go anywhere. He's entrenched here. Mac Wilson flashed some signs of sideline to sideline athleticism last year. I think that's why the Patriots decided to bring him back and re-sign him. But his inability to truly assimilate into the Pats defensive system Saw him relegated to mostly special teams coverage duty last season. And here's where I think Marte Mapu comes into play and why I think he's going to be such an effective member of this roster if healthy and capable of going right out of the gate. He really closely resembles what Mac Wilson does. He's a passing game defender, spies the quarterback, he'll play in space. Raquan McMillan is more of a downhill linebacker, and I think the Patriots want that type of guy in their roster, on their depth chart to help spell any problems they may have. So I look for him to stick around. And because Mapu, I think, is so dynamic in the way he plays, and I think he will be a pure linebacker in this system, put Mac Wilson on the cutting room floor. Another difficult cut, as you can see on the edge and on the ends, is Ronnie Perkins. Tons of promise on this kid. I was so high on him when the Patriots drafted him a couple of years ago, but he just hasn't been able to see the field. And I think the Patriots would run to sign him to the practice squad taking a chance by cutting him because another team may want to pick him up and take a flyer on him. But ultimately with the talent that the Patriots have in the room and the draft capital they've invested, you got to think that they're going to want to go with Mapu over here to Vi guys, you know, that will be able to play consistently in this system. So what do you think of the Patriots front seven? Have I nailed it? Have I not? Again, love hearing your feedback. Would love to hear what you have to say. Those of you on YouTube, drop a comment in the comment section below. And those of you listening, definitely be sure to reach out to me at locked on at LO underscore Patriots or at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L on Twitter. Folks, we move to the cornerback position. And once again, I am gushing tremendously over the of Christian Gonzalez. I just think that this is probably one of the better picks that the Patriots have made in the last few years. The secondary had a lot of injuries, a lot of question marks last year, but assuming good health, <laughs> Christian Gonzalez is the heir apparent as the Pats' top lockdown corner, and he will be that. Jonathan Jones will be at the other perimeter, I think, at least to start the season. John tied for the lead league and intercept, team lead 
in interceptions last year alongside the recently retired Devin McCourty. Had four of those. Jack Jones showed a lot of talent. I think he's going to be their next ball hawk. This kid will get more playing time as well. Marcus Jones showed enough prowess as a rookie to indicate a bright future. I think he's going to be your option at the slot, your primary option at the slot. Notice Miles Bryant is still there. And I know the fan base has its love-hate relationship with Miles. But, folks, when you look at the versatility that he brings to the table, his ability to align on the outside, mostly in the slot as a corner, but also at safety, that type of versatility is not something you can just manufacture. Patriots love Miles for that reason. He is a solid player. He has had some loud difficulties, and by loud meaning plays that just are so overt that you can't miss them, and you question yourself sometimes, but what he brings to the table is nine times more positive out of 10 than it is negative. So Patriots continue to go with that here, and I think they continue to go with Miles and ride with him at the cornerback position. They like Amir Speed a lot in terms of potential, so please keep a sharp eye on him in camp, folks. He could be a dark horse here to sneak his way onto this roster as well. And, of course, remiss from this list, Tay Hayes that just signed. I think that's more of a veteran presence, probably more of a camp body, but keep an eye on him as well. There is some talent there, folks, and there is a possibility that he may be able to sneak his way onto the roster as well. But I think the Patriots go with these five at corner, and that leads us quite nicely into safety. Rounding out the defensive backfield, the challenge of filling the shoes of 12-time team captain Devin McCourty, that is not going to be easy. But I think it's going to fall on Jalen Mills. Um, surprising release in March, no question about it. But he re-signed with the Patriots based on the premise that he was going to be aligning primarily at safety in 2023. I don't see that changing. I think he gets the nod. He'll get the start probably alongside Kyle Duggar. And then you've got Adrian Phillips and Jabril Peppers backing everything up. Duggar was last year's standout at the position. He earned two interception returns, one fumble recovery for a touchdown. He's your primary guy in safety. I think he's going to take on a more vocal leadership role on the team this year. And that could be something to keep an eye on because Kyle's contract is coming up the Patriots have to make a decision here definitely don't want to see him go anywhere but it's a business folks and you have to always think about that but you know Kyle is going to be motivated to play as highly as he can Phillips once again served as the team's hybrid linebacker slash safety he's in the star position I don't think that's going to change Adrian Phillips is still one of the elder statesmen on this team one of the smarter guys in that defensive backfield and Jabril Peppers is a do-it-all enforcer. I love the fact that they brought his tenacity, his versatility back. No question about it. These guys are definitely ready to thump in that backfield. And in spite of the occasional sputter that they may have from time to time, that safeties were one of the strongest positional groups in 2022. That's going to continue into 2023. Patriots fans, no look at the roster would be complete without a dive into the, the game's third phase. And the Patriots are invested in special teams, and they will roster players whose primary contributions come from that unit. They've done it before. They'll do it again. In just a moment, we're going to close the show by taking a look at who might be out and who might be in when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Patriots fans, thank you once again for being a part of the Locked On Patriots support verse. Whether you're an everydayer, whether you're a casual listener, or whether you're a first-timer, 
I'm so grateful for all of you listening. We are your team every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and it gives me great pride to share this Patriots Nation fandom with all of you. So thanks once again for making Locked On Patriots so special to me. And because you're all so special here on Locked On Patriots, let's close today's pod with some special teams. That's right, folks. Few teams, if any, place as strong a premium on special teams as your New England Patriots. I got news for you. That is not going to change in 2023. The Patriots are still going to continue to prioritize the game's third phase. And as you can see, I've done so as well here with my roster prediction, but particularly predicting that the Patriots are going to roster seven primary special teamers in 2023. Chad Ryland, Bryce Barringer, Joe Cardona, Matthew Slater, Brendan Schooler, Cody Davis, and Chris Board. Now, folks, there's a lot of people that I know are probably looking at this list and saying, I'm still not ready to cut Nick Folk. Uh, Carlos Waitman may get his shot. Raleigh Webb might be a guy that is too valuable to just throw on the cutting room floor. And I know a lot of you are very high on Isaiah Bolden. going to get back to Bolden in just one second. But Folk was the tough cut here. Uh, once again, he was one of the most reliable point scorers for the Patriots last season. He made 32 of 37 field goals, but he had a handful of uncharacteristic sputters down the stretch. And that really got some fans wondering, and analysts too, myself included, whether or not the Patriots were going to be in search of a kicker by the draft. And they answered that question when they drafted Chad Ryland. Only the intentional contrarian is going to dispute whether or not Ryland's ability to be an effective kicker is in question. I think most people think this kid can be a solid kicker in the NFL. They question more or less whether the Patriots really needed to use fourth round capital to bring his services in. That's immaterial for this discussion. All you need to know is that the Patriots traded up in the fourth round to get Ryland. They don't do that unless you're serious about installing him in the system in year one. And I think that's exactly what they're going to do. By all accounts, Chad is healthy. He's ready to kick. Assuming it stays like that, Chad Ryland gets the nod here. Uh, and I think he will be an effective kicker for New England for the next few years without any question. He is the all-time leader in um, points scored with Eastern Michigan, which was his first stop in his collegiate career. His abilities to kick in the clutch, perform well in inclement weather, and handle kickoffs were factors in his selection. He did an amazing job of kicking last year for the University of Maryland. Again, a fourth rounder is too steep a price to pay for someone that you want to stash on the practice squad or someone you're not sure about. I think the Patriots know they found their kicker of the future, and it probably means the end of times here for Nick Folk. What a career it's been here in New England. But hopefully, we still have him for a little while longer. And until Nick is officially released, I'm still counting him as a member of this roster, except for our exercise here today. <laughs> Bottom line, folks, the New England Patriots, I believe, have their new punter as well. Barringer not only fills a position of need for New England, he was secured by a low-risk selection in the sixth round. Broke Michigan State's record for yards per punt last year at 49, also ranking first in Big Ten history in career punting average at 46 yards. This kid has a leg, and he's going to be the Patriots punter of the future. I think you're going to see him come in, win the job right away. 
I like Carlos Waitman. I think he's a good camp body to have. It's always good to have multiple kickers, multiple punters in camp to prevent overworking. But let's face it, Chad Ryland and Bryce Barringer are your future special teamers. Those are your specialists. I don't expect that to change. Joe Cardona, that core of specialists is going to be anchored by him. He signed a four-year deal with the team in March. Highest paid long snapper in the league. Yeah, Joe's not going anywhere. And I, for one, am ecstatic about that. One of the great guys on this team. One of the great guys you'll ever meet in any walk of life. But what really surprises me with the Patriots is that the miscues in coverage clearly motivated them last year to upgrade their protection unit. And the Patriots did that in a big way. They added Chris Board. He comes on, and I think he's going to be someone that's going to really help to shore up the playmaking ability of the special teams unit. I don't think they bring back Cody Davis without being serious about him being a member of this team. So I give him a nod here on the uh, the roster. Brendan Schooler played phenomenal last year. He was recognized as an all-rookie. I believe he will be the I, – I believe he has a very strong position on this team for a number of years to come. And, of course, how could you not be grateful that the captain is coming back? 11-time, soon-to-be-12-time team captain Matthew Slater coming back. Most significant move of the offseason for the special teams – 84% of their special team snaps last year were taken by Matthew Slater, 13 tackles. But bottom line, folks, it's deeper than that. It's all about the wisdom, the counsel, and it's just about the on-field savvy that Matthew Slater brings to you. So I think he's there, and I think he's going to be there for quite some time. He'll be there for this season. We don't know how much longer we have with Matthew, but each year is a gift, and we intend on enjoying it as much as we can here in Patriots fandom. And Last but not least, folks, the Patriots appear to be well set in the return game. And even though Marcus Jones is listed as a defensive back, he's still going to be, I think, one of their best return guys. He was among the lead leaders in both kick and punt return categories in 2022. He earned the honors of the Associated Press and the Pro Football Writers of America with regard to punt returns. Like Amir Speed, though, Isaiah Bolden could make a case to be the Patriots kick returner this season, especially if they want to try to reduce Marcus Jones's workload and help extend his shelf life. Two things we would love to see because we want to see Marcus around for a number of years. Don't be surprised to see Isaiah Bolden's name added. I didn't put him on here just yet because I think it's a little early to dip into whether or not he's going to be on this roster. But folks, it would not surprise me to see the Patriots' final pick of the 2023 NFL Draft make it onto this roster as a special teamer. He's that good at returning kicks. And for one, I'd love to see it. <laughs> but folks, bottom line, what did I get wrong here on Locked On Patriots? Where do you see some of these players slotting in? Are some of your favorites on the cutting room floor? Did we include one of your favorites that maybe not a lot of other people are? Drop us a line. Let us know in the comments section. We always welcome your feedback, good, bad, or indifferent. And I'm always grateful for all of the support that you provide to Locked On Patriots. So once again, continue to make Locked On Patriots your first listen every day, a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. And don't forget, tomorrow and Friday here on Locked On, a pair of expats join me on the microphone. Stay tuned to figure out who it's going to be. You're not going to want to miss it. But in the meantime, continue to stay safe and stay well. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone. And we'll see you back here tomorrow on camera 
right here on Lockdown Patriots.